What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Student Built Startups Podcast, episode 43. I'm your host, Cameron Stone, entrepreneur and marketing analytics student at UMD. Today, our guest is going to be talking about sports marketing and how it's different from your general marketing approach. He's the founder and owner of 2% Football Camp, a program focused on spreading football knowledge to Latin American countries. I encourage you to go check out his YouTube channel at 2% Football Camp to find out more after the episode. I'm absolutely thrilled to be having the owner of 2% Football Camp, Eddie Cecilia, on the podcast today. So, Eddie, I'll have you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone listening and maybe share one crazy but true fact about yourself. Okay, so, hey, Cameron. First, thank you for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here, too. And, well, uh, I'm Eduardo Cecilia. People call me Eddie here in the States. I'm from Mexico. Uh, I was born in Los Cabos, moved to Cancun, where I lived since I was six years old. Uh, I'm currently a freshman at UNL, University of Nebraska-Lincoln, studying marketing and entrepreneurship. Those are my two majors. Creator of 2% Football Camp, like you mentioned. Played football since I was five years old. We can, I, I guess we're going to talk about it uh, a little bit later. And the crazy fact would probably be that I'm Mexican and I don't like soccer. I'm, I'm a huge football guy, and I don't like soccer, so people get surprised when, when I say that. Hence the uh, 2% football camp. Indeed. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks for introducing yourself, and everybody listening, this guy is a super awesome guy. He's got a lot of lot of great stuff to talk about today, so I'll uh, get started here with uh, our first question. So uh, maybe if you want to just start sharing a little bit about like your your background, such as like where your entrepreneurial journey began. When did you first want to step into the realm of entrepreneurship, and kind of what got you like on the whole like idea of a two percent football camp? Right. So my, both my parents work on marketing and sales, so I've been learning from them since I was little. I've always been interested on being my own boss, and by that it comes huge responsibility. I get that, but also freedom to have everything on your shoulders, pretty much. Build your own team, put everything together yourself. And I'm excited to not only be doing that right now, but continue doing that either with 2% or with another company later on. And 2% is a crazy thing. So it was really not meant to be a business or the type of business that it is today. Uh, Like I said, I played since I was five years old. I was a pretty good player in Mexico. Uh, won state championship in my freshman year, uh, all state team, all national team in my junior year. Before I moved to to the States, I got D2 offers. But in the meanwhile, I was always coaching. So I would always coach the freshman team. Obviously, when I was younger, I would coach younger generations. I was always interested on the mental side of the game. I never thought I was physically um, gifted. I was not 6'4", you know, 220 pounds. So I would have to make up for it in the mental side of the game. I was always really keen on watching game film, uh, learning from coaches. Uh, I would, I have studied hours and hours and hours of playbooks from NFL grades. So while I was coaching, I started realizing there were a lot of things that we were not teaching kids in Mexico uh, because of the structure of football programs there. So I came up with the idea of creating this physical camp on the off-season to get the kids working with me. I will teach them, depending on their position and, and you know, technique-wise, men- the mental side of the, the game. And, and then this past year, 2020, 
Rosan, I'm starting to coach. I was the offensive coordinator for the freshman team in my high school. And we're going to start the season and then pandemic hits. You know, at the beginning, we didn't know it was going to be a full on pandemic. And they were like, well, we're just going to probably just quarantine for a couple of weeks. We'll be back. So the camp was over. That was pretty successful. Then, And I just thought, well, I'll use the same name, but I'm going to upload a little video for my players right now to YouTube telling them what we're supposed to be talking about for those two weeks. And I just uploaded to YouTube. They they watched it. And two weeks later, they're like, forget about the season. This is, you know, we're all staying home. Never mind about it. And I forgot about it. Came back a month or a month and a half later to see that that first video had like thousand views or 2000 views, something like that. So I was like, well, there's a market for this. There's people like you can find these content in English everywhere, everywhere you go, but you couldn't find it in Spanish. So I roll with it and I just started providing free content on YouTube that way. Man, that's a pretty cool story how like the pandemic hit. So you decided to do something such as upload a video and that like initial point of like diversion caused a whole different path for you to go down sort of. Um, So it's just really interesting how kind of you got where you are now with 2%. Um, thank you and yeah and one thing i'm curious about is what does the two percent stand for like is there like a significance behind it or is it just yeah part of the name so i actually created a video explaining this because after a couple of months they were like what's the two percent you know (laughs) and so i play with the number two that's that's first and foremost um also the number two is is has been crucial in my life because he gave me the opportunity to dedicate the thing I love the most, football, to my mom. My mom um, was diagnosed with cancer when I was in fourth grade. And I promised that ever since I would play with pink apparel, which is breast cancer awareness apparel, uh, on me and on my stickers. You call them stickers? Mm-hmm. Sunscreen stickers. I would use the two, my number, mom, as a dedication to her. So I would be able to dedicate that to her. Also, uh, from another perspective, um we have this quote saying like if you want to be part of the top two percent you gotta do what the other 98 percent won't and like as the third perspective on it was i always thought myself as chasing someone else you know if you're the second place and you keep working hard to to achieve that first place achieve that first place even the greatest in any sport once they do get there like the michael jordans or the but you know Jerry Rises of the world you get to if you read some of their stories they were obsessed with chasing someone else like Jerry Rice greatest receiver of all time probably the best uh player of all time people are going to say Tom Brady maybe but whatever um there's a story of him coming into a training camp after winning three super bowls the best receiver in the game at that moment no one could argue that telling their telling his teammates like I heard media saying that Michael Irving is better than me. I heard that. So I'm going to prove them wrong. No one said that, but in his mind, he's still number two. He still has to achieve to get there, to be the number one. So that pushes you harder. Wow. That's that's actually really interesting. Like, he Do you think he like thought he heard that? Or do you think he intentionally just put that out there so that he had to force himself to push himself harder? Well, if he... I mean, both. I, I okay. guess there might be people that said that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, if you watch the last dance, like Michael Jordan yeah. would create his own stories in his mind just to push himself harder. Like, oh yeah, this guy just laughed at me. So I'm gonna, you know, shoot 50 points on him next game. Man, that's a vibe. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> And I do, I do like how much significance is behind the two percent. It really shows how passionate you are about this and how much like meaning there is behind this uh, movement that you're on, essentially. Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, and I, I get the idea that kind of like I would imagine that this whole two percent football camp is a lot about like relationship building and making connections with people in different positions of like leading sports teams and that kind of stuff. So I'm curious to like hear about how you go about like making new connections with these people and kind of pitching your 2% uh, to them. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say at the beginning, I started by leveraging who I was uh, in Mexico as a player or as a coach too. So I got, you know, people who were close to me involved in the program but as I started growing, I think the project itself is something that a lot of Mexicans can relate to. Uh, I've been blessed with the opportunity to interview players who have played in what it was NFL Europe or in the in the NFL, who all say the same. When you get to the states, and I experienced this myself, and you talk about football, there's a lot of people who don't even know that we actually play football. I got here and, you know, I am, you know, cloud nine. I know what I'm doing. And coaches from here, like in the first couple of weeks, they were like, do you even know what's a gap? Do you know what's a cover two or stuff like that? So you're like, wait a minute. Like we do not like maybe we're not as good as you guys, but we have football, you know. So when I when I pitch the idea to anyone who I want to interview or get get them involved in the pro in the project, I just tell them like, hey this is the perspective out there, but we know that's not the truth. Help me work together to showcase to the world, like, hey, we have good enough football. And eventually a long-term goal of mine is to bring a Mexican through the 2% uh, project to be a starter in the NFL, not only uh, a backup. Man, I okay, I really, really like that because it's almost like that mentality of like, it's like, you were kind of pushed kind of just the wrong direction just enough to kind of have like a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to show you wrong. And I like that. And I think that that's a really like powerful thing to like push you to do something. And mm. I think that's a very, very good goal. And I, I totally think that that's something very, very doable, especially with the ambition and drive that you have, um, getting somebody through 2% and into the NFL. Um, so Big I'm forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we can kind of switch over now to talking more about like sports marketing and marketing in that realm, since I know that's one of the topics that you uh, are are more knowledgeable in because um, you're living it kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say like makes sports marketing different from your, any other type of marketing that there is going on in the world? I would say you need passion. Mm. You Well, you need passion for everything, but you need to be passionate about the sport you're addressing or whatever you're addressing because anyone relevant in that realm probably played it, coached it, or at least um, has like kids who are playing that sport. So if you don't set yourself on that same same field, 
where it's like, hey, I care about the sport just as much as you do, or I comprehend it as much as you do, they won't listen to you. Mm. That's as that's as far as it goes. Uh, marketing wise, you can do your customer discovery. You can you can have you know cross all your T's and and dot your eyes. But you can be a nerd about the game. But if you don't show that emotion, you know that heart and drive that you feel for the game, they won't see you eye to eye. They will just you know okay, this kid wants to do this just for the money, for example, and that's not the case. Yeah, I think you did a, a pretty good job explaining that. And kind of like based on what you said, what I would feel is that like people who are uh, very vested in sports and like like to watch, let's say football, NFL, like often and they they're, you know, in it, they're living it. Um, if they see somebody out there marketing something um, kind of the wrong way, like it's like like somebody could market Beanie Babies to anybody in almost any way and nobody would get offended. But I feel like if you market sports the wrong way, you're likely going to turn someone off pretty pretty badly. I would say we all have experiences. If 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 you're talking to me, I if I talk about football, you know, I go back to watching a Super Bowl next to my dad or you know, scoring a touchdown for the first time, it brings emotions out of me. It's more mm. it goes beyond the logical sense. It goes into the emotional sense. So, if you're trying to pitch me football stuff and you say something that I know is wrong, even if it's just a little mistake, I might be able to say, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about, but maybe he didn't experience it. He doesn't have these emotions for the game as much as I do. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense, actually. Um, so through the process of building 2% and making that pivot that you did make when the pandemic happened, what would you say was like your biggest learning experience from a mistake that you made along that path? Um, I went or I jumped really quickly from what I wanted to do with 2% to, oh, this is a business and what does my audience want? So initially I was really into, hey, let's teach the game. Let's teach the basics. Let's, te let's teach fundamentals. What's a cover? How do you read differences? Stuff like that. And then eventually... And I still do this because it works. Uh, and I'm just trying to provide as much valuable content as I can. But, you know, I started interviewing people. I love the interviews. But I wouldn't say that's my forte. Um, and they just started getting a lot more views. People were more interested. The, the channel started spreading or, or growing, I mean. And that led to us making money. And I, I guess... My goal still, and I will continue working on this, providing the fundamentals of the game. So I guess mm -hmm. I jumped really quickly on what I wanted to do to what the audience wanted from, from the channel. Yeah. And I mean, there's always that fine line between reading your audience and sticking to the path that you originally planned, because sometimes you have to pivot. And it's just a matter of like finding that that mean where you can pivot just enough, but not stray too far away. And right, it's a very... Balance a very difficult thing to get right, especially the first try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one question that I had that just kind of out of the random, um, what similarities, similarities do you see between sports and entrepreneurship? Uh, I, I see similarities of sports and life in general, everywhere, everywhere you go. And entrepreneurship, it's 
I think is the closest thing I've experienced to um, the adrenaline high it gives you to, you know, to create your team or make a sale or close a deal, whatever it is. I think it's comparable in my case to a touchdown, you know, or, or being the quarterback, I had to be the leader of my team. It doesn't matter if you're great, if your O-line is not block, blocking or if your receiver is not catching that pass, you're not going to be successful. So I see it in the same way when it comes to a company. If I'm not a good enough leader instead of a boss, I won't be able to get my team wrapped around this idea and working uh, to to produce what we want to produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you're like, sorry, to follow up on this, when you're like... Uh, <laughs> you know kind of sharing the fundamentals of football do you feel that like these fundamentals of football almost in a metaphorical way could apply to the business world definitely okay totally. <laughs> cool cool it's just weird how there's so much similarities between sports and business that it just kind of blows my mind it is it is <laughs> it's crazy um so let's let's say that there's somebody out there listening to this podcast right now and they're like a fanatic about some sort of sport out there and they want to start some sort of business that is revolving around that sport and just kind of spreading the word about something sports related. What advice would you give them in the context of building their business and kind of starting off in the world of sports? Um, of course, you know, the stereotypical answer, uh, be true to yourself and i would also say ask for help Mm. get a mentor get a mentor in any type of business it helps but especially in sports i would say uh someone maybe you have all the tools to create the business but maybe you don't have enough knowledge of whatever field you're going into uh for example in my case i would consider myself in a really good position knowledge wise when it comes to football but i've had to interview people who are in the mental toughness side of the game or uh, who are cross-country run- cross runners or stuff like that where I'm, I don't feel as prepared as if it was like a topic relating to football. So get a mentor. Go ask questions. Uh, go study. Make yourself the most approachable where if they ask you a question, sometimes it's just a matter of a question. If someone asks you a question and you answer, you answer showcasing your knowledge that can be the crucial aspect to change that oh i respect this guy i he knows what he's doing i like that i like that a lot um if you could go back in time to the beginning of when you started two percent football camp is there anything that you would have done differently and what would that have been if so i i would have gotten a team faster hmm I was not able to get a team until the second year in of 2%. And I mean, I've just noticed productivity-wise, we are way faster. We execute way better with the team, which is crucial for anything. And at the beginning, I was just like, hey, I can do this, 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 and that. So I might as well just go at it right now and start it by my own. And it, it was it was a really nice experience. I learned a lot from it. And, well, it was my baby. No one else is going to have the same passion as me, at least at the beginning of it. But getting a team makes you go way faster and growth in an exponential way. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right on the same page with you on that. Um, and just to kind of, uh, you know, pick at this a little bit, um, when you were building a team, did you notice a transition time where like, when you were building the team, you seemed like your, tra- your uh, productivity slowed down until you kind of got optimized and had things running smoothly? Or did, was it a pretty smooth process overall? I would say it was half and half. half and, hmm. I was feeling overwhelmed by everything I had to do. And not only with 2%, but, you know, college and, and other jobs and stuff like that. So I felt like I was not producing at the level I wanted to produce. But also it was it had grown enough to a point where 2% was making noise. So now if I invited someone to the project, now it's not like, oh, what is this new thing he's creating? Now it's like, oh, we've heard about you. Like we've seen a couple of your videos. So we love the sport as much as you do, but I can help you on this or that. So now it was a little bit easier to pitch them the idea and hey, come on over and we can we can form a team. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so we're going to move on to the fast five section, uh, fast or slow works, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, what is the most valuable learning experience that you have had? Oh my God. Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I would say when it comes to 2% or just life, anything, anything, my, that period of time when my mom had cancer, um, my dad had to leave. Cancun and he went and worked on on Dominican Republic to get enough money to provide not only for the family but also for her treatments so like in a matter of seconds I had to go from a kid to an adult I I had to you know my mindset just changed I had to take care of my sister a little bit more Uh, my mom was going through pain my dad was not there he's my best friend Uh, and they're both my role models so as soon as that happened I think I uh, they always keep on telling me you skipped uh teenager years like my mentality just i just matured really fast yeah that sounds like it was definitely be a life life-changing period of time like, yeah it was um so what is this feels like a wrong question to transition to after that but what is one book that you would recommend <laughs> no that's totally okay <laughs> um relentless by team grubber okay uh, cool. he, he's the coach. Uh, well, he was the coach, personal coach of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. He calls, um, he calls these people cleaners, uh, people who are just mentally locked in, mentally focused and willing to do whatever it takes to, to accomplish a task. Great book. Awesome. What is one business tool that you would recommend? Networking. networking. I know everyone right. says that, but like networking, you don't know. Uh, you don't know when the next great partner or the next, you know, boom thing, startup thing is is growing right in front of you. And, you know, getting to know people is crucial. What's your preferred method of networking? Uh, it's not that I prefer it, <laughs> but I've, I've, I guess it comes naturally to me. I become the main point of attraction in a conversation or the... Like if we're talking with multiple people, they are normally going to start circling around me and I'm going to be like, hey, you go ahead and talk. You know, I, I start like being the host of the mm. segment and that's the way I, I network and I always want to provide value any way yeah. I can. If if I detect that you like this, I'll tell you, hey, I can help you out with this, with this thing. Very cool. 
Um, so how do you schedule your time and plan things ahead? I have a, you know, whiteboard and I just go, I just got to do this, this and that. These are my, are my times, set up some alarms in my phone. That's pretty much it. Cool. And last question here. What is the number one thing that drives your motivation? I would say it's a combination of two things in one. My why into why I do what I do is crucial that I consider that like the engine of my car that will get me there eventually. I know that for a fact, but then you also have the competitive side and I can send you a picture. I literally have a, on my wall, I have this thing of quotes of people who disliked me or didn't believe in me. And it's just like, Oh, he's too small. Oh, he's too full of himself. He's just a kid, stuff like that. And I consider that the turbo, you know, sometimes the engine will take you there, of course, but sometimes you got to get there faster than everyone else. And I feel like that's my turbo proving myself right and other people's wrong. I tell you that there is like leveraging both sides of like the power because like you have the positive side of the stuff that like, you know, I'm doing this because I want to reach this. And then you got the other side that's like, I'm doing this because these people think I can't like when you combine those two, cause you need, you need the like different stuff at different times yes. and having both of those is like, it's a game changer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So before I ask the actual last question, where can we find more about you and 2% football camp? So in every social media, I'm named Eduardo Cecilia, unless it's Instagram, there's E underscore Cecilia two. That's my username right there. And in YouTube, you'll find us as 2% Football Camp. Facebook is 2% Football Camp. The only thing, the only place where it changes, it would be on Instagram because you can't use the percent, like the sign. Uh, so it will be 2% spelled out percent Football Camp. Gotcha. Very cool. And everybody listening, go check it out, especially if you're interested in football. He is the guy to watch. So, Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and okay, there's one thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this up. But when you said you have this the the post the whiteboard or poster of things above you with like the th negative things people have said about you, I forgot to say this, but uh, shout out to Hunter Bergman. It's a little bit he has the poster of girls in front of his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> so I just wanted to point out that bit of a dynamic difference yeah. there. But um, yeah, so shout out to Hunter. Um, hey, that's why me and Hunter <laughs> are such a great team. Yes, <laughs> we, we work differently. Yeah. All right, Eddie, it was great having you on the podcast. Um, and to wrap things up, I'll have you provide one last main takeaway, what you want people to walk away remembering after they listen to this. Uh, focus on using passion and not motivation. Motivation right. is finite. Uh, you know, you can listen to an Eric Thomas video or Tony Robbins video right now and you'll get all hyped up and ready to go. But passion will keep you going even when it's, you know, Wednesday afternoon when you're tired and it's 11 a.m. and well, 11 p.m. and you have to finish a, a 20 pager. Passion will keep you going through everything, no matter what. Motivation is finite. I dig it. Makes perfect sense, man. Good main takeaway. Any last words besides your last words? <laughs> uh, well, I really, really appreciate the, the invitation. I liked being on this side of the questions for <laughs> for once. Uh, and, and I appreciate the, the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm happy to have you on. And uh, I really appreciate you as well coming on the podcast and 
sharing your knowledge and expertise with the other student entrepreneurs that are out there. Um, and everybody, one last time, make sure to go check out uh, 2% Football Camp on YouTube and Eduardo Cecilia on social medias. Thanks, hey, Eddie. Before, before I leave, uh, if I can plug two things in. Yeah. First, well, first, sorry for my accent. I always apologize when I'm oh. talking English. And second, um, my guy, Cameron, he's he's really great. And we're also working together on this thing called Yi, Young Entrepreneur young entrepreneurship evolution so keep an eye uh, on that and and i'm sure he'll keep you guys posted (laughs) thanks for the plug eddie i appreciate it well that about wraps it up for today's episode everyone thanks for tuning in and listening to eddie and i chat about two percent football camp and some of his knowledge about sports marketing thanks again eddie for coming on the student built startups podcast to share your story and some of your knowledge i really appreciate it And I wish you the best in 2% football camp. And also, thank you to everyone listening right now. I truly appreciate your support in this journey. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you want to hear more amazing entrepreneurial stories and advice. I also encourage you to go check out Eddie's YouTube channel at 2% football camp and go follow Student Built Startups on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok at SBS Media. Thanks again, and I will catch you on the next episode.